All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 11 of the Renegade EDC podcast. My name is Chris, and welcome. Welcome. Uh, so this podcast is not only going to be offered in audio format, but it is also going to be offered on YouTube. So if you would like to see my devilishly handsome face uh, on the interwebs, you can go to the YouTube that I will have linked in the description section of the podcast. So moving on, this episode, episode 11, is going to be about starting your EDC business slash side hustle. So uh, as we would in typical fashion, let's go into the quote of the day, which is from Gary V, a very prominent um, social media guru slash uh, business expert. The quote reads as follows, life shrinks and expands on the proportion of your willingness to take risks and try new things. So this quote really has, um, even though it's really, really short, has a lot of meaning. So life shrinks and expands on your proportion uh, on the proportion of your willingness to take risks and try new things. And as we're talking about building a brand or building a business, a side hustle, there is an inherent risk about that. Most of these side businesses are going to take some kind of uh, monetary investment. You're going to have to invest money into it to produce a product or a service to then market it to people. It's going to take some amount of um, devotion or dedication to it, whether it be time, money, effort, whatever that might be. So your ability to to build a company or not build a company is really dependent on your willingness to take risks, try new things, and expand. So now that we have gotten the quote out of the way, uh, let's get started with the episode. So uh, the reason that I started this episode is because I've actually, uh, within the last three or four months, um, I've had a lot of people take note on, you know, my, my growing handkerchief business, the leather, the beard balm, you know, all of the different things that I'm doing. Um, and you know, they, they see that there's some modicum of success there and they say, you know, well, how, how do I start my EDC business? How, how do I build something from nothing? How do I how do I change? How do I build? How do I grow? Uh, and I'd like to go into uh, some of that information just a little bit here. So uh, I'm going to try to do my best to follow um, the the kind of talking points that I have laid out here. Uh, but as we as we all know, I'm I'm going to probably struggle at that um, a lot. So uh, I want to lead off this this whole experience with a couple of of precursors. So this would be kind of like that disclaimer at the at the bottom of something. You know, you read all the great things about it and then at the end you read the disclaimer that kind of crashes your your hopes and dreams. Instead of putting that at the end, I kind of want to put these these cautionary tales uh, at the at the beginning or at the start. So I want to lead off with a couple of your the biggest obstacles that you'll have uh, when starting your main business, your side business, whatever it may be. And the the two biggest obstacles that I think are work ethic, um, and there are a lot of things tied into work ethic 
and discipline. And the the quote that comes to mind when I when I think about discipline actually comes from Jocko Willink, and it's the title of one of his books, and I've referenced this book multiple times uh, in in the podcast. But it's discipline equals freedom. The discipline that that it takes to do what needs to be done is what has the ability to give you freedom. Do you have the discipline to uh, stay up late? And produce a product? Do you have the discipline to not go out and do something fun when you have a deadline uh, to get? Discipline uh, really equals the freedom of operating your own company, doing the things that you want to do. So uh, to to get a little bit of backstory, uh, I have... Uh, I currently operate a couple of businesses, uh, and all through my past, I have operated a uh, myriad of businesses doing different things uh, in different industries, uh, but I've always been some form of of entrepreneur. Uh, so I operate a few few branches uh, of a of a business. I work seven days a week, every week, all the time. Period. Period. That's just um, for the for the amount of work that I want to get done. Working seven days a week is the only way that I can accomplish that. Uh, I work weekends. I work late nights. I work holidays. I miss out on free time, playing video games, watching movies without something else going on um, uh, in the in in the interim. Uh, every night I work until midnight or one a.m. Um, I I work on holidays, so on Thanksgiving and Christmas this past year, I worked on both both of those days. I had big handkerchief drops that I did uh, right before Christmas, and then I was ready to close um, the the shop down. And it turned out that I got way more orders than I ever anticipated getting, and I was working all the way up past Christmas trying to get things um, out and and done. Um, sometimes I have to pull an all nighter. You know, there there are a lot of kind of uh, shortfalls to 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 operating a business or uh, operate a uh, a side gig, and those are things that you need to think about before you you start it. How big do you want to get? How much time will you have to invest? Do you have the ability to manage people if it comes to that point? Which is my my biggest. Uh, problem right now is I I can't release the reins uh, on this wild horse that I'm riding to anybody else because I'm really quite particular about the way that things get done. Um, so you kind of have to answer a few of those questions before you even get on the spectrum of of starting a a business. So now that we've gotten the the hardest pill to swallow out of the way, uh, let's move on to uh, to what it takes. So. Starting the business uh, or or building the product is is just the tip of the iceberg. There are uh, a lot of ways, uh, a lot of things that need to be done in the process of of getting that all together. And that statement plus the one that I mentioned before is not trying to sway anyone from the the joy that you get from from starting a company. I just kind of want to put some some very early cautions on there to to give you a realistic expectation of what is is going uh, to go on so now that we've gotten that out of the way let's let's go into actually how to start so I think that the first item 
there, there are two questions outside of the information that we've gone on to uh, through so far that you need to ask yourself. And the first one is what? And the second one is why? So the, the what is probably going to be the easiest one. What are you going to produce? What product? What service? What what is your intent behind your your company? Is it going to be making handkerchiefs, making EDC beads, making lanyards, making knives, making leather goods? Uh, is it going to be building LUTs and presets for people to edit their photos? Uh, is it going to be digital downloads? There, you know, whatever it is, whatever product it is that you are wanting to do, um, you need to figure out what that what is. And then what I think is the more difficult um, and really defining question that you need to ask is why. So why are you making that product? Why do you want to start the, the side company? Um, your whys could be uh, that you know all the products that are out on the market you feel are inferior in some way and you want to make something that's better than all of those. That can be one of your why question answers. Um, your why could be, I want to make more money. Why are you doing this? I want to increase my income. I want to collaborate with people and build networks and um, join a tribe of other makers. Um, there, there are a lot of things that you can do, a lot of things that can build into your why. So... <clears throat> Those are the the two most simple questions, and uh, those, I think, are two that can really get you off the ground. So uh, moving on from that, let's give you a for instance. So talking about a product and going into those two questions, what and why. So a lot of you will probably know that I just recently launched a beard balm, two versions of it, scented and unscented, and... Going through those same two questions about building this product, so let's let's answer the what. We got it. What? I made beard balm. Um, now the more in-depth question is why. So in beard balm, I've used beard products. I have a beard, um, not thoroughly majestic, but it is a beard. Um, I've used a number of beard products, oils, balms, waxes, um, conditioner, you know, all kinds of different things. I have used it. I hated having a number of products on my vanity. So eventually I decided to make my own, uh, beard balm that kind of had that Jack of all trades, but maybe only a master of a few, um, kind of feel to it. I wanted to eliminate all of those things off of my vanity. So that's my why, why did I make it? Because I wanted to make a one-stop shop product to replace the five, that I may have used at times previously. Why do I think that this would be a product that other people would like? Well, maybe everybody else feels the same way that I do when they don't want four or five products on their vanity. They don't want to feel like they're um, some Rudy Doot-Do kind of guy that needs to have five products for their beard. They just want something that has a manly manly masculine smell they want one product to just smear in their beard and be done for the day so those are my two questions answered and i've had a relatively successful product uh, from that but those two questions 
I really needed to ask myself prior to producing that product. If I could answer both of those questions, so figuring out the what is important because you need to know what you're providing, and then why, why do I do it? Why would it interest other people? Why would somebody buy it? Bam, one, two, three. If you can answer those three questions honestly and with integrity, uh, and you can answer those in a positive manner uh, that's unobjectionable and non-biased, then there's a pretty decent chance that your product has the capability of, of generating sales. So I asked those questions. Um, I've had a pretty moderately successful product. I think I made about 250 uh, 240, 250 of these tins, and I think I only have 50 of them left. So I've sold, you know, a, a large portion of of the products that I provided. Um, <clears throat> so when you're looking at your own product, you need to ask those same same questions: what, and then maybe a few versions of of that why. Um, apart from that, so apart from you know, that the beard product that I offered, what is another, um, another influencing factor that goes into the success or lack thereof of that product? And I think the, the other thing, and I think this is a part that a lot of people kind of forget about is when you get to that, why someone would buy my product. So why would somebody buy my beard balm instead of buying something from beard brand or Henry's or wherever else might be on that list? Why would somebody do that? And I think that the, the, the easiest way to, to answer that is you. The biggest reason that somebody would buy a product from your store instead of somebody else's because they like you more or they equate, they liken themselves with you uh, more. And I'm already going to jump around because I feel like this point kind of uh, works better in this point uh, here. Uh, earlier today, I was driving around um, around my, my local town here and uh, going back and forth from inspections. And I saw two billboards side by side. Uh, both of them were for local banks and we've got between my town and the the two neighboring towns where all of the the banks are kind of culminated um we've probably got about a dozen banks that that are around all of them offer similar services most of them are around the same business size they're about the same they have about the same amount of assets um and benefits to them i looked at both of these billboards and i very quickly saw if i was in the market for a bank which one i would go to one billboard was was very simple and it had the the logo of the bank and it had a picture of a house and it said, do you need to buy a home? We can give you the money, basically, um, kind of uh, summarizing it uh, for, for ease of, the, of use. So if you're buying a house, yeah, you could look at that side and be like, oh, okay, well, I can go to that bank for a home loan. But most people that are looking for a home loan know that most every single bank offers underwriting, offers home loans of varying uh, scales, numbers, and type. The other sign was the one that really drew my attention. So it had the logo of the bank. It had a um, torso photo. So from like the waist up of the branch manager, it had the branch manager's name there, and it had three words on that sign. And that was father, 
sports enthusiast and coach. So looking at that sign as a father, not really a sports enthusiast or a coach, but I could see just in those three lines of text how someone would look at that sign and kind of um, liken themselves to it. You know, it was it was really easy for them to see themselves in that person or see that person in themselves. So that sign, without ever meeting that branch manager, gave a connection, gave a personal connection to the person that's looking to go to that bank. That person might think, you know, if it's a if it's a guy driving by that sign or a, a sports-loving uh, female, um, they might look at that sign and say, well, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I'm a sports enthusiast, oh, I coach whatever it may might be, that likens them to that branch manager and might make them choose that bank over another one because they're they're buying the person, not the services that the bank provides. Um, that's just kind of a marketing ploy that can get somebody interested in that bank instead of another one. Uh, another one of those signs from that exact same bank was a, uh, a female loan officer, um, a grandmother. Uh, I believe it said peanut butter sandwich maker, grandmother, bedtime story reader. Um, And again, if you are a grandmother that does make sandwiches or ice cream or cookies or whatever it might be, if you read your grandchild or children uh, bedtime stories at night, that really gives you a way to understand and relate to that person and might sway your interest in that bank. Same thing goes into your product. So you you want to focus on telling people about you, um, helping them understand who you are, uh, showing ethical, um, showing that you are an ethical person, that you are invested in the community that you are are working in. So again, another um, I, I kind of wanted to make this episode just a. Um, skimming the top because there's a lot more information that you can go into uh, when it comes to business. Um, but you're, you're looking at all of these things like how, who's your target audience? How do you target them? How do you get yourself into groups and communities? And you know, how, how do you get into that? Um, you are the person that, that is your business. You are the face of it. You are the reason why people are going to use it. So you need to figure out a way to, to get into those communities, how to be genuine, how to be ethical, how to be, um, you know, like I, I'm always on social media and I'm always commenting on, on the stuff that people put out. If somebody buys my product, I try to be as personal as possible. You know, like if they, if they've bought products multiple times, I want to be able to remember that, uh, Luis has bought, four handkerchiefs from me. And these are the four handkerchiefs that he's purchased. Um, I want to be able to go over to the pin board that is on my office wall and look at all of the pins of all the different cities where people have made handkerchief orders. And I want to be able to, to point at, um, El Paso, Texas and be like, okay, I know, I know who is here. I know who bought that handkerchief. I want to look at, um, Canton, Ohio, and I want to know who bought that handkerchief or, you know, whatever it may be. I want to have that connection with the the customer that purchased it. And I think that's one of the other reasons why I'm so particular about doing everything myself is I want, if I'm packaging it, I want to know that I'm the one that wrote on the note, uh, 
to that person that received the handkerchief, that personal message, whatever it may be, even if it's kind of vague um, because I haven't done much business with them yet. I want to be the person that wrote it. When they message me on Instagram and say, hey, I loved the note, I want to be able to remember what I wrote in it. I want to be remember, able to remember why I wrote it. And I think that that personalization is one of the reasons why I've seen the success that I have in my in my EDC business is because I'm not as much interested in the the money that comes from the product, the selling of the product itself, um, and a lot of my profit margins are are slim to none because I try to put the most quality that I possibly can uh, in there. But I've always thought that if I focus on the experience of somebody, if I focus on the handwritten note and the wax seal and following up with them after um, after they're done, if I focus on all of that stuff, everything else kind of falls falls into into pace. So my sales will continue to grow. My product will continue to um, get noticed if I put the time and effort into the people that are buying it instead of, you know, just like putting it up for sale and getting it out there and into the world. Um, so again, that is, that's me. That's, that's the reason why a lot of people come back is because I put that time and effort into it. They know that purchasing something from me is going to grant them that level of quality of product that I'm going to be personable. Uh, when they, when they order it, I'm going to write that note out. They can expect those things from me and they get used to it. And that's one of the reasons why they keep coming back. One of the reasons why a lot of people bought my beard balm when it came out is because they bought my handkerchiefs and they know the kind of uh, TLC, that, that tender loving care that I put into each handkerchief and, and what it's about and how it's made, uh, that they could buy the beard balm and know, Hey, this is, this is good quality stuff. Um, so let's let's uh i i'm i'm talking way too much uh about that okay so let's let's move into another quote here and this is another one from jocko willink and i'm just trying to hammer home that that discipline uh don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen you won't be don't count on motivation count on discipline and i've used this this quote multiple times uh, throughout the the podcast, and I'm sure you guys were going to hear a lot more quotes from Jocko, just because um, his, his quotes are easy to remember and they're very relatable. You know, you can't count on motivation alone; you have to count on the discipline to not go out to to not do the things that make you feel good in the instant, and to dedicate yourself to what's going to make you feel good in the long term. So, discipline. Um, now that we have the, the what's and the why's, uh, out of the way, we have talked about that already. So again, switching all up. Uh, so we, we've talked about the what we've talked about the why, and we've talked about using yourself as your, your biggest marketing agent. So let's look at, uh, some easy ways to get your business off the ground. So in our world of social media, um, we place our lives out there. We see, we interact with people. We get to know hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, daily, and we have access to millions potentially for free. So as you're building your business, as you're getting it ready to be to start it up, tease it. Get on TikTok. Um, are, you, are you making a product? 
TikTok, you making the product. Instagram story, you making a product. Instagram live while you're making a product. Make story posts. Make feed posts. It's all free. And you can provide all of that material out there. Friends can share it. You can start to grow and expand and um, build before you even launched a product. You can get a bunch of information out there. Um, you don't have to focus on billboards like big banks do. You don't have to focus on radio ads. You don't have to do anything but make an interesting post that's going to highlight who you are and what you are making, why you are making it. So let's let's end the podcast. I'd like to keep this under 30 minutes. Let's end the podcast with an action list. So what do you want to provide to people? So, and just like repeating things or writing it down three times, let's hammer this home. What do you want to provide to people? Why do you want to provide it? What's your target audience? How do you reach them? How do you market yourself? So those are, um, those are really the simplest questions that you can ask when you're getting a an EDC business started up. So um, those of you that are interested uh, in this podcast, that you've got something out of this podcast, maybe you would like to go into a deeper dive into some of these subjects, maybe into um, prototyping a product, maybe into a bunch of other things. I would love to have kind of a coordinated effort um, with this. So, uh, if you listen to this episode and you want to hear more on this subject, I can turn this into a series, um, EDC as a business series, uh, if you will, uh, reach out to me on Instagram, uh, email me, reach out to me on the website, which is renegadeedc.com. There is a contact me section uh, in there. You can email me from there or DM me on uh, Instagram. Uh, if you got something from this, I'd love to know what it was. Uh, if you have additional questions, I would also like to know what they are. Uh, that way we can kind of form the next episode to be as informative as possible for uh, those of you guys that are out there and listening. So for now, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you enjoy the new outro song. So thank you guys very much for joining in and have a good day.